They say that luck favors the prepared. But what about hard luck? Hard luck doesn't seem to care if you're ready or not. And you don't have to go looking for it. No, sometimes it'll come find you. Just ask Paul Eggert. Paul was born out in the country on a little farm, one of 13 children. His father was a man who did a lot more drinking than he ever did working. And as you might imagine, after 13 kids and an alcoholic husband, Paul's mom was just about at the end of her rope. As an adult, Paul would get by, just as so many other ordinary people do in this world. But back then, he was considered slow, feeble-minded. He dropped out of school before he was 10 years old. And even that held a dark secret, because while his brothers and sisters were at school, Paul went from farm to farm in the neighborhood, begging for the family's next meal. For days, then weeks, then months, the cycle continued. But one day, when Paul was 11, someone came in a car from the city. While his brothers and sisters were at school, Paul was transported to the hospital, placed under anesthesia, and when he woke up, he knew something had happened, but he had no idea what. Paul healed quickly and returned back to his miserable life, holding on to the dream that maybe someday he would be able to have a family of his own. And he would give them the love they needed. He would give them the time they deserved. But hard luck wasn't done with Paul just yet. Not just yet. Hard luck came to Helga when she was born. For she was born deaf. But it seemed that she might get away. Her father had a good job. They had the money to send her to a special school for the deaf. Where she would be able to learn to communicate. Learn sign language. Learn to be a productive member of society. Her mother and father loved her and spent all the time and resources they could to help her overcome this rough start in her life. And by all accounts, she was doing well and living quite happily. Until one day, when she was 16, someone came to the door. They said that everyone who went to Helga's school would have to report to the hospital for sterilization. Helga was confused. She didn't understand what she had done or why this needed to happen to her. But the true weight of what happened wouldn't sit upon her for many years. Helga, like so many of her classmates, did as she was told, reported to the hospital for the surgery, and then returned to her seemingly normal life as though it was all just a bad dream until one day years and years later when her sister had a beautiful baby girl. And she brought the girl home. And as Helga held this beautiful little child, it was then that she realized she would never have that opportunity. She would never be a mother. When Dorothea was born, it was as though Lady Luck herself smiled down upon the child. She too had parents who loved and adored for her, who helped her. From the youngest age, Dorothea knew what she wanted to do and knew what she wanted to be. Dorothea wanted to be a wife. She wanted to be a mother. And she wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. Her teenage years seemed to seamlessly follow this path. Courting young men, finishing her studies, preparing to enter the program to become a kindergarten teacher. Dorothea's plans, however, came crashing to a halt 
one day when she was 19 years old. She had what was determined to be a schizophrenic attack. She was taken to the hospital. And in those days, how to treat schizophrenia and other mental disorders was not well known. Her parents were told they could not be there beside her, and she had to endure many things which would seem like needless torture to us today. There, along with many other women that she was housed with in the mental hospital, she began to notice that many of these girls, older and younger, all had similar scars on their abdomens. When she asked the doctors what was going on, they assured her that it was just from appendectomies, as though everyone in the facility had appendicitis at the same time. In that cold and lonely hospital, with none of her family around, Dorothea received a tubal ligation. She, like all the other women on the ward, had been sterilized. And all of her dreams changed, because she would never have a child. She would never be allowed to be married. And in the cruelest of ironies, she wouldn't even be allowed to teach kindergarten. Her dreams would change forever, as did those of Helga, who would never hold a baby of her own. And many years later, Paul would come to realize that that operation when he was 11 was a vasectomy and he would never have his own family to hold and to love. Because long before Jews from all over Europe were crammed into cattle cars and taken to the ovens, years before cripples or the mentally ill were secretly put to death, the Nazis dipped their toe into the dark waters of genocide by creating their vision of the perfect future and sterilizing anything that didn't fit the mold. Welcome to History on the Dark Side. I'm your host, Jared Andrus, and every episode we dive deep into those historical subjects that are both fascinating and terrifying, with the goal of learning those things that can be learned so that we never forget those parts of history that sometimes we'd rather not remember. In this series on the Nazi doctors, we will be looking in depth at how the medical community in Nazi Germany was influenced by those political ideals, as well as helped to influence the shape and form of the ultimate genocide that we know as the Holocaust. Some of the descriptions will be graphic. The Nazis perpetrated real crimes. Real people died by the millions. Real pain was felt by all. Listener discretion is strongly advised. If you are uncomfortable with this kind of subject matter or intensity, I would invite you to check out my other podcast, History on the Bright Side. But if you are prepared, then let's begin to analyze this week's segment of the Nazi Doctors. Welcome to the Dark Side. 